What's going on, guys? Uh, my name is Ryan. Uh, I'm not going to use the mic. I'm loud and obnoxious enough as it is. Uh, I am also a professional. No, I'm not. I'm not a professional dancer at all. Uh, my friends always try to get me to go salsa, but I never do because I'm a white guy. Um, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna go over to Luke 15 today. Uh, we're gonna start off with the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son. Uh, so if you guys want to go to Luke 15, verse 11, and I'll read it. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to the father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth on wild living. After he spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out as a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. That's all we're reading for today. This has always resonated with me. Uh, my brother and I were raised in a very strong Christian household. Uh, we, we knew that there was a God, we believed it, and we lived accordingly for many years. Um, I knew that Christ died for me. I knew my sins could be forgiven, and I knew that God loved me. Uh, but by the end of my, by the end of high school, I, I just got selfish and I walked away. Like the prodigal son in this story, I asked my dad for the gifts that he had given me, and spent them in wild living. Um, you know, I lived a crazy life when I came to college. I joined the rugby team at UVM, uh, lived in the house, lived and breathed rugby. Uh, it became my new God, you know. Uh, they became my new church, and communion was a little bit different. Um, <laughs> but uh, like the prodigal son, I, I wasn't satisfied. You know, quickly, I became not content with where I was. You know, I'd have all the friends I wanted on Friday and Saturday nights, but Monday morning I'd wake up and just feel alone and feel empty. And I realized that it wasn't what I needed to be doing. You know, and like the prodigal son, he went out and hired himself and he just went further and further into the country. I tried to do the same thing. I tried to go further and further into the world to find that contentment, to find that fulfillment, to find that love. And I never found it. Uh, and it got to the point where uh, my friend Katie and I were just sitting there one night and we, we just started praying. And we we're like, God, if, if you're real to us, if you're real, show yourself to us. Because we both believed as kids, but it had been so long that I started doubting if God could love me, if God could really forgive my sins, if God really cared about me. Because I felt like if you do enough bad things, God writes you out of his book. And he just gives up on you. And I was certainly a kid that needed to be given up on, if there was anyone out there. And so we prayed that on a Sunday night. I'll never forget it. We prayed it on Sunday night. Uh, and then Wednesday night I woke up. 
and I had some issues. I had to go to the hospital. I was scared. The doctors were scared. I was pretty sure I was on my way out. And uh, I was sitting in the emergency room, and I'll never forget, I just realized, like, dang, there's not a tomorrow. Now, thankfully, there was. I'm still here with you guys. You guys get to be annoyed by me all the time. But I didn't think there was a tomorrow. And sitting in the emergency room alone, I realized not much matters. My homework the next day didn't matter. The rugby season didn't matter. My friends didn't matter. All that mattered was... What's next? And so I got up the next morning and I went onto campus and I, and I sought out these random guys that had been bugging me all semester to study the Bible with them. And I told them, I ran into them on campus and I was like, hey, uh, I'll study the Bible with you. I know you've been bugging me. It's been getting obnoxious. Fine, you win. And uh, they didn't have time, so they said, come to church on Sunday. I was like, okay, I'll come to church. Maybe. No, I'll come. Uh, and then I went to class. And in class, I got a call. Uh, and it was Katie, and she had gotten in a car accident. Uh, she hit a woman, and uh, she, everyone was fine, but the woman gave her a card and said, Hey, if you come to church, we're all good. And Katie's a very guilty soul. And she is, she is. She's like, Hey, I'll do whatever. I'm so sorry. Let me drive you places. And the, the woman just gave her a card and said, Hey, you come to church with me, we'll call it even. So that's a great deal. So, you know, Katie and I get to arguing. Okay, where are we going to go to church? We're going to go to church with your guys. We're going to go to church with this random girl that I hit with a car. Uh, and she made the call. She said, I'm going there. It's my car. If you want to ride, we're going there. I was like, okay, I'll go there. So I texted, I texted the random guys and I said, hey, I'm not going to go. And on uh, Sunday, we got up and went to church. And I walked in the front door and Mike was here. <laughs> and Euro was here. And Josh, another guy, was here. And it was the same people. And we found out later the woman Katie had hit was Evelyn, who now lives in New York but went here for a long, long time. And in that moment, Katie and I kind of just sat in the back of the church. We were like, dang. Because <laughs> even as a knuckle-dragging rugby player, which I was and still mostly am, there are things, there are coincidences in this world that you can't take as coincidences. The statistical probability of two people praying a prayer, having two near-death experiences, and running into two other people from the same church on different sides of the city of Burlington is astronomically small. And in that moment, I realized, dang. So I came to my senses, and like the prodigal son, I came to my senses, and I realized there is a God. He does love me. It is better in my, fa my father's servants have it better than I do. Yeah. And you know, I've al I always struggled with, why me, God? Why? Why did you reach out to me like that? Honestly, it's because I'm a knucklehead. And he never would have, I never, like, without that crazy of a coincidence happening, without that miracle, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. It really took that. Now, you guys are probably a lot smarter. You didn't need as big of a wake-up call. But for me, that's what I needed. But I was, I've always wrestled with, why me? Why would he love me so much when I was in so much sin? When I was living in the rugby house, when I was partying all the time, when I was in relationships that didn't glorify him, when I was doing my best to walk in the opposite direction of him, why did he chase me like that? And then I read this. I read this verse. And I'll read it again. Verse 20. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, 
His father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. Guys, my conversion story isn't me. It's not. I was a long way off. But God ran to me. And that's why those nine words are my favorite nine words in the Bible. But while he was still a long way off. Because God doesn't wait for us to come to him. He waits for the opportunity to come to us. And that's changed my life forever. While I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. That's what the cross means to me. That's what I remember when I take communion. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So it's in that spirit of thankfulness that we look to the cross this morning. For without it, we'd all be trapped in our empty lives. Without the joy and fulfillment that a true, intimate relationship with Christ can bring. So I'm I'm just going to quickly pray for communion, and then we'll just pass the cups. Lord in heaven, thank you so much for this day, Lord. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for us so many years ago. Before any of us were even here, Lord. Thank you for seeking all of us in our own individual lives, Lord. I don't know most of these people's stories, Lord, but if they, if they look in their lives, you have been seeking them earnestly, Lord. Thank you so much for that. We are truly unworthy of the effort you have put into having a relationship with us, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you continue to bless our relationship with you. Lord, we remember that you came down lived as a human and died on the cross for us so that we could have a relationship with you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.